My drink is sitting on the edge, which I might go falling. Anyways, and this is Megan, and this is more <laughs> Mesmalese, 13 Nights of Halloween. And this is going to be the first episode in a three-part series in the 13 Nights of Halloween that we're doing, and every episode for the next three nights, two nights after tonight, <laughs> is about new orleans Mm -hmm. and tonight's gonna be about vampires and pirates and tomorrow night is gonna be about voodoo and witches and the third night is gonna be all about like death and ghosts so about death yeah there's so much information on new orleans that we like to do a good job we had to split into three parts we would have been like hey this is a vampire cool huh this is a pirate okay like on to the next so we actually i've well we both have been to new orleans i've been once and hillary how many times have you been once twice 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 yeah and it was really cool to research stuff because when we went we went on a ghost tour and then we went on this segway tour which was probably the coolest part of the whole thing was a freaking segway tour Hillary is not a fan because (laughs) the guy, our tour guy, had to, like, hold on to your segue for a lot of it. Yes. (laughs) I I never got the hang of it. We were on that for, like, what, two two and a half hours? Around. And I never got the hang of it. The entirety of Bourbon Street, the entirety of, like, that area of New Orleans, you are on this segue it's so embarrassing at the beginning. Also, we weren't really planning to do it. My mom, my stepmom, she surprised us with it. I had heels on. Did you have heels on? Yeah. Yeah, I think we all had heels on. Like, we all rolled up in, like, all black leather jackets. And, like, everyone else is in, like, yoga pants and t-shirts. And we're like, okay. And then he, like, pulls you out in front of everyone individually and makes you get on the Segway in front of everyone and is like, okay, try to do it. Don't fall. And then you're, like, going around in circles screaming that you're going to, like, fly into traffic. Mm -hmm. But then it gets better because he's like, you guys have to stay super close to me. Okay, we're crossing the street. We're crossing the street. Go, go. And you're like weaving in and out of traffic. (laughs) You're weaving. Yeah. You're dodging drunk people on Bourbon Street. You're trying to like. Person carriages. Yeah. There's bikers with people on them. Like there's these these little bikers with carriages. Yeah. They're there. You have to, like, park your little Segway perfectly, 
we went to like this little um art area installation by the river and that was sketch because like are you gonna fly into the river don't know you might (laughs) but we did that which was really fun and then we did a ghost tour which was really um I think we lucked out our first jury guide was a little sketch the segway guy yeah he said a few things to my cousin that were just like Bro, do your job. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Also, do you remember there was a couple, and we were going right past the the uh, cemetery where Marie Laveau was buried, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, voodoo, something like that." And someone in our group was like, "Ha ha ha, voodoo!" In the middle of the street, guys, and her oh, yeah. her segue flips out she had to jump off of it it's like slamming Mm -hmm. into the ground she's screaming her boyfriend's like oh my god what's going on and we're all like that's why you don't talk shit because Mm -hmm. marie laveau was like voodoo who voodoo on Mm -hmm. you yep but then our um second tour guide he was awesome yeah he was pretty he was so knowledgeable so funny kind of blunt like you're a fucking idiot blunt and then he also yeah, like even even after the tour we went drinking with him yeah and then he because <laughs> he, he was so cool he's like the tour guide yeah. you want he's like yeah that's store he actually called out other tour guides being like mm-hmm. that's bullshit don't listen to them yeah and he's mm-hmm. like, these little tour guides think they know shit. And it's like this girl being like, once upon a time in New Orleans. <laughs> and he like... Like he's, she's hosting more booze, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really cool. So researching this stuff, it was like, whoa, I've been there. I've seen mm-hmm. that. Or holy shit, something scary happened to us here. And now there's like a ghost that corresponds. So... I found it intriguing. So we had to split up into three uh, three days, three parts. Mm-hmm. And something that Megan and I talked about today when we were getting ready for our episodes is if New Orleans and, like, the history of it and the hauntings of it interest you, definitely just go. Like, don't try and learn about it online mm-hmm. because everything that we could find in our research felt like 5 or 6%. Yeah. Of the information that we learned yeah, while we there were there. there was so much stuff that are... Well, like, our first guy, he was more history-based. Like, New Orleans was founded in this year, and these people. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the second guy, it was a ghost tour, but a, a bar crawl? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Pub crawl. Pub crawl. There you go. And so, it was cool, because he was really teaching, like... I would say, like, the true ghost stories. But there was so much stuff the second the second guy told us that I couldn't find anywhere on the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. like, maybe he made it up, but if he did, he was really convincing, which is why I think... I don't think so. Big, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Because a lot of his stories were the same as the tour guide that I had the last time yeah. that I went, so... I think it's just a secret pack that everybody has there that, like... I mean, they have got to make their money somehow. They have a lot of howls there. Because <laughs> you, you remember, like, when I was waiting on you guys for the Segway tour, I went to the casino 
and I ran into Roy from the office. Just you like psh, literally oh. run into any celebrity wherever you go. I'm okay with that. Hillary is like, yeah. hey, we decided to go to LA for two seconds, like the day before my wedding, and you <laughs> ran into freaking what's his face? What's his name? Keenan. Keenan. What? From I've been Saturday living here Lark, for yeah. two year, year two year years. Two years. <laughs> How many celebrities it's have okay. I seen? Zero. There was one time that I went to Nashville and I went to a Chris Hardwick show, like a comedy show, and I was sitting at the bar and I look over and Vince Vaughn's just sitting there like eating popcorn. Like and I was how? Like, That's freaking Vince Vaughn. How? That's what I, I want. I want to be like, holy shit. I went to this place called Melrose Trading Post and after we left, little Naz X or whatever his name is showed up and I'm like, mm-hmm. that is my luck. Like, I'm not the person that's going to be like, oh, my God, autograph. I just want to be like, yes, celebrity, did it, saw one. Nope. but will get there. <laughs> I'll get there. Just keep going to Disneyland. They'll pop up. Yeah, that's an, well, I have seen a YouTuber at Disneyland, if that counts, and I kind of fangirled a little bit. Her baby dropped their toy. I picked the toy up and gave it back. She said, thank you. <laughs> I texted my sister real fast. <laughs> no one else would know she is. But anyways, are you... Uh, back to New Orleans. Back to New Orleans. Sidetracked. Um, you ready to start your story? Sure. My story is going to be kind of gruesome. Oh, so just geez. FYI. It's probably the most gruesome story I've had yet. Oh, so, well. Just a disclaimer. Okay. Okay. In 1932, on the corner of St. Anne and Royal Street, a young girl ran into the road with blood running down her wrist and her hands. Her wrist had been slit. The girl was rushed to the nearest hospital, and after investigation and interviewing her, authorities found out that she actually did not cut her wrist with the intentions of suicide. Instead, she was held captive in a house on the corner of the street that she ran out on. Her wrists were sliced by her captors with the intentions of letting her blood slowly seep out. The girl told the police her captors were drinking her blood nightly. She explained to the police that they needed to go back to the apartment because there were more victims left behind. Immediately, the police ran to the apartment and broke in. The kidnappers were not home. They began searching the home, and when they made it upstairs, they were mortified of their foundings. Four people were tied to chairs, dried blood around their wrist, where they had previously been slit, and the rest of the bodies were thrown on the floor, drained of their blood. Out of the 15 bodies found in the apartment, only three were still alive. The police identified the tenants as brothers Jane and Wayne, Jane, John and Wayne Carter, Average, everyday people. The brothers worked on the local docks in the seafood industry. They were also of, like, average build, so no taller than, like, five foot six, and they weighed no more than 160 pounds each. The police decided to leave eight officers at their house, and they would ambush them when they returned home. It took all eight officers to hold down and attempt to detain the brothers. However, they were unsuccessful. The brothers somehow managed to overthrow all eight officers and jump from the outdoor balcony. They landed on their feet and ran off faster than the cops could even process what was happening. 
two guys took down eight officers and then jumped from a balcony. That's crazy. Even though they escaped a very close call, the brothers returned to work at the docks the next morning, and the officers came prepared and arrested them on the spot. After their arrest, they were found guilty of murder and hung in the town square. They were buried in a vaulted tomb, which isn't unheard of in New Orleans. And this is where the story kind of changes, like, according to the research that I read. Like, some people feels like the story goes one way, and other people feels like the story goes another way. So, one story that I read is that years later, workers of the cemetery opened the tomb to retrieve or place a body of one of the family members. And the other story is that people of the town like requested autopsies of the brothers to understand why they craved human blood but for whatever reason they did decide to open the tomb either a few weeks or a few years after the brothers had died and when they opened the tomb the bodies of both the brothers were gone they were just completely vanished new orleans locals believe the brothers never really died and they escaped the tomb and moved on to their next city to continue their murders elsewhere. And, like, at this point in the story, the only thing I can think of is the scene in Twilight when Edward was like, say it, and Bella was like, vampire. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the, how the whole town of New Orleans was reacting when the tomb came up empty. But then, like, my other question is, and I probably need to do more research on this, but were they embalmed? Because this was 1932, so modern-day embalming began in the 1800s. And, like, I know New Orleans had a lot of deaths, like, at the turn of the century and into the 1900s, so is there a chance that maybe there were so many deaths that they didn't embalm everybody that died? But then the other part of it is... What if they did embalm them and they're still missing? Like, either way, it's just kind of, like, blowing my mind a little bit. And that's just where my mind went. But the local legend is that every year during Mardi Gras, the brothers return to New Orleans and specifically to their red-bricked home. The current owners say that the brothers make frequent appearances and they'll, like, hear things or see things or they'll come home and like random doors will be open and stuff like that but one instance in particular was that they noticed men were on the balcony and they thought it was like a burglar so they ran out to like shoo them away or yell at them or whatever the men literally jumped off the balcony and disappeared in midair it's insane which is what they did like when they were running from the cops too and going back to when we did our little tours, our first guy, who was mainly, like, history, mm-hmm. I remember him being, like, yeah, there's vampires, like, all, like, mm-hmm. nonchalantly, like, very briefly. And he was, like, there's a club all about vampires here, and mm-hmm. they will get, like, unsuspecting tourists who are, like, just not there to come mm-hmm. inside and they'll suck their blood and we were just like yeah what there's like a whole vampire association mm-hmm. that i was reading about and i wanted like a story that 
have like a beginning, middle, and end to it where it wasn't like going on right now. So I didn't like include any of the details that I read there. But yeah, there's a whole like organization of people that like that's just who they are, what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Um, so- it makes me think of that show from like. 10 or 15 years ago, like, My Strange Addiction, I think it was. Yeah. Like, there was an episode about vampires. Yeah, there was. I remember it was, like, mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah. And people would just willingly, like, know what they were stepping into, but go to their house anyways. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, maybe vampires mm-hmm. are real. You've I seen mean, they are. all the shows that they're, like, they don't openly yeah. say, hey, I'm a vampire. Yeah. I've been watching... They definitely are real. They're just not immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they might be. Who knows? True. But... They could be. I've been wa- Well, who is it? There's... Have you seen that, like, thing? And it's, like, celebrities. They're freaking vampires. And it's, like, celebrities from, like, like now. And then a photo of them... A photo of them, quote, from, like, 200 years ago. And they're like, mm-hmm. how the heck is that a different person? It's not. Yeah. Supposedly, there's, like, no relation, but they look so unlike, so alike, it's uncanny. But I've been watching so much of the originals lately, so I just, like, I'm like, oh, I know so much about vampires <laughs> and witches. No, it's freaking make-believe for the originals to me. <laughs> but I think that's why I was, like, so excited, because... Man, the originals, Klaus, Elijah, Rebecca. Have you seen the originals? No, I'm sorry. I haven't it's seen on, it. It's on, it's on Netflix. Is it? It's great. I just finished Bly Manor. Mm, I heard it's so, not that great. It's... Connor's been watching it, it. You're not watching it? You know me. I ain't about that life. I'm gonna go to bed. It's no... It's no different from American Horror Story. I don't know. Mm-mm. It, Mm-mm. It's, it's actually probably not as bad. Mm. But it this season, and I won't give away anything, but this season was more like a ghost, or not a ghost, but like a gothic love story. Mm-hmm. Like, it should have come out around Valentine's Day, not Halloween. It was just a big love story with like... With ghosts. With a few ghosts, but not even like that many ghosts, just a few. Hmm. Just a few. I like Hill House better. So well, you liked what? I like Hill House better. Oh yeah, than no. Bly Manor. Mm-mm. Don't I can't do it. Can't make me. Anyways, on to the next. So mm-hmm. <laughs> New Orleans has witches. It has voodoo. It has ghosts, and it even has pirates. It's got them all. So, one place we went to while we were there is Pirate Alley, was originally named Orleans Alley. It evolved in the 1800s while New Orleans was home to the notorious pirate brothers John and Pierre Lafitte. The alley is known to have um, have been a meeting place for pirates as well as for men who sought out their services. So, Pirate Alley Cafe stands today where the former Spanish colonial prison of 1769 stood. I wanted to mention Pirate Alley because of the fact that we had been there before. Mm -hmm. And 
that we had seen a little bit of paranormal activity while we were at Pirate Alley. I'll go into more Mm -hmm. detail about that later, I think, about why I was like, holy shit, it all makes sense now. Um, But maybe we can find the photos and we can, like, see what people think because... Totally, I still have them. After I say, like, the story I'm about to go into, I literally was like... Am I going to get, like chill bumps i don't know like, oh but i i literally was like typing it and i was like i'll be fucking damned <laughs> are you fucking kidding so i thought it was interesting okay okay I'm so <laughs> pirate was originally an open walkway where you could cut from place uh place to arms which is now jackson square to rue royale which is now royal street in 1831, it was named Orleans Alley South, and the cobblestone that you see today is actually the original cobblestone from then. Surprisingly enough, because of the popularity of this location being one of the most painted and photographed places places in New Orleans, it actually doesn't appear on many maps or if any maps at all. It's a hard location. I read that there's actually houses whose address, address is Pirate Alley, and, like, Ubers and, like, Grubhub can't figure out where they are. just doesn't come up. If they're a local, they know. Mm-hmm. But if they're not from there, they can't get to it. There's also a lamp that uh, marks a historically significant spot on the intersection of Cabildo Alley. At this spot, you are the closest proximity of church, state, and bar anywhere in the entire world. Now, I thought this story about the church and the bar and all that stuff was really interesting when we were on our tour, but there's, like, no information about it out there. I don't know if it's, like, not as big of a deal as he (laughs) made it seem, and people are like, yeah, we can drink and go to church, like, at the same time. (laughs) But I thought it was really interesting because apparently it was, like, this whole big, like, war, pretty much, with, like, the church Mm -hmm. and the bars, and they both kind of won, but you literally can sit at Pirate Alley Cafe and, like, touch the gate for the church. It's right there. Yeah. Um, and the church and the um, Spanish colonial whatever jail cell thing, they, like, would work together and they would work with the pirates. And the pirates could, like, keep their stuff in the church and, like, do all their, like, <laughs> weird bidding. And the church was like, okay. So, (laughs) way to go, church. Um, So now on to the pirates. The origins of the Lafitte brothers seem to be a bit of mystery. It's assumed the brothers were born in France, but some speculations have suggested Haiti, Cuba, Spain, and even Africa as their birthplace. John Lafitte's first 20 years of his life is also an unsolved mystery. No one knows where he came from or what he was doing. All they know is that... Um, by the year 1806, the brothers were in deep into their smuggling endeavors. The Embargo, Embargo Act of 1807 was passed, and this meant the Lafitte brothers would move their operations to Grand Tree Islands, which is Louisiana's Barateria Bay. Although Jean made his dealings in illegal trade and smuggling, he brought the residents of New Orleans goods that they would probably never have seen otherwise which because of this made him super popular and known as the gentleman. Although technically Jean was considered a pirate, he actually hated being called one. It is said that he took 
great care of his prisoners, which is really weird to have in one sentence that his prisoners prisoners were like, yeah, he took care of us. He kidnapped me, but he's a good guy. And he would even return captured ships back to their owners. But once he got all the supplies, of course, so he would ransack the ship and be like, here you go, bud. You can have the ship back. Um, so this way he acted is way different than what we think of pirates today. And we think about them being like, I don't know, like gross, mean, awful, drunks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ruthless. But I guess he was. He kind of makes me think of like Captain (laughs) Jasper. Yeah, yeah. I, I you could totally say that for sure. Unfortunately, though, because of just how history works, the Lafitte brothers did delve into slave trade during their successful business day, and it was because it was profitable. Literally, the only reason why they did it was because of money. So that sucks. Um, Lafitte eventually left New Orleans to go to Galveston, Texas, when Andrew Jackson asked him to asked him for help with the British. Because of the lack of information and records on Lafitte, it's hard to say when he passed away. Some records show that he died in 1824, and others say in 1830. Although many people have reported seeing the ghost of John Lafitte walking Pirate's Alley, some people think it's the apparition of of a pirate named Reginald Hicks. This is the story I was talking about, okay? I think it's crazy. Or maybe it's a coincidence or our freaking, you know, whatever. Hicks was traveling on a ship in the Atlantic when his vessel was captured by pirates. This also makes me think of Pirates of the Caribbean. He was just the boy at the time and the pirates decided to raise him. They literally took the kid and was like, ah, shit. There's a kid on this freaking boat. And they took him Mm. under their wing and raised him. The story goes that Hicks actually traveled with Lafitte to go meet General Andrew Jackson. During his time in New Orleans, Hicks met a beautiful French Creole girl named Marie-Angèle Bouchamp. They fell in love, but Bouchamp became pregnant and Hicks refused to have his child be called illegitimate and asked for Marie to marry him. A German minister married the two right on Pirate's Alley. And mm. Pirate's Alley, till this day, Hillary knows where I'm going. Pirate's Alley, oh till this day, is where a lot of people like to get married. Um, early in the morning, people have reported hearing wedding bells and the sounds of ghostly laugh- laughter, even when the alley is completely empty. Um, apparently, there are several ghosts that haunt Pirate Alley to this day, from a priest who roams the walkway to a young girl dying of the flu in the house across the way. I thought it was quite interesting when I read that there was this little girl sometime in the 1800s who fell sick with the flu and she would sit on the windowsill of her house that was directly across the way from Pirate's Alley and watch people walk by. The other thing, the other thing I think is interesting is that Hicks and his wife were married on Pirate's Alley. Do you remember how we say two ghosts were staring out the window of the houses across the alley? And we swore that the woman was wearing a fucking wedding dress and the man was in a suit. Now, I don't know what Mm -hmm. Hicks and Beauchamp would have worn back then, but the fact that we had no idea that 
this was like where weddings happened and where two people got married and these two people are mm-hmm. apparently notorious for haunting the area either our simulation is broken again or ghost <laughs> pirate ghost pirate ghost wedding and the fact yeah and there was like six of us in our group that saw it and we even asked strangers like do you, do you see, see that? that so and they're like yeah there was this house which is why i also find it sort of crazy that this little girl was in this house and she was like dying or something so sad mm-hmm. but there was this house when we got there and we were me and hillary were both like that house is like really intriguing and we asked the guy mm-hmm. we actually asked the tour guy we're like is there anything like special about that house and he was like mm, not really and we were like really because there's like something like drawing us to it we were like fully like just like like bugs to like a light we're like what the heck is wrong Mm -hmm. with this house and then i don't think we saw the ghost until you you started taking photos yeah i like left the group and walked over yeah because we were like what the (laughs) heck is this house so we have photos and at first i think it was how it went was hillary showed me the photo and i said holy shit there's a ghost and she was showing me because she saw a ghost but we were pointing at two different ghosts in the photo (laughs) Yeah. And we even stared and we're like, is it like a mannequin? Is it a person? What's going on? And it just, it's just so weird. After reading that, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, ghosts are real. We got closure. We got closure. <laughs> so uh, Hicks and Bochamp were just, you know, saying, hey. That's crazy. That crazy. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Nope. We're going to ignore him. It didn't happen. <laughs> okay. So you guys know in more booze, please fashion, we like to talk about bars mm-hmm. either in the area or that relate to our episodes. And tonight we're actually going to talk about a bar that we went to when we were on our ghost tour. And it is Lafitte's blacksmith shop. And that is the pirates that Megan talked about in her story. Um, it is said that the brothers owned this bar um, during their time of working in New Orleans, and it was kind of their base for their smuggling operation. It was built between 1722 and 1732, and it's believed to be the oldest structure used as a bar used as a bar in the United States. Which a comment on that? Apparently, between mm-hmm. the locals, there's like this huge feud. If the absent house, yeah, absent house, yeah, is the oldest or Lafitte's, and a lot of people who are like locals say bullshit on Lafitte's blacksmith shop being the oldest because apparently it's the building, but it's mm-hmm. not the bar. Yeah, but they it's take just like it the structure yeah, as yeah. the bar. <laughs> so I found that interesting. This is also yeah. fun fact. Um, the LSU played Alabama the night that we were there, and Alabama lost, of course. Not of course, that's mean, (laughs) but Alabama (laughs) lost, and um, the streets were, like, full of people, and we went into Lafitte's blacksmith shop, and they actually have, like, a wall where you can click songs to play, and of course, Drunken Megan was like, sweet home Alabama, roll tide. (laughs) No one really noticed, I don't think, but I noticed yeah. I was happy. 
The bar was really cool, though. There was a really cool vibe there. Like, it was very dark. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you go at night, you don't get to see, like, a lot of the detail on the outside or in the inside. so dark on the inside. Mm -hmm. I think it was just, like... We spend a lot of time there. No, we... That was our bathroom We didn't spend a lot of time. But you and I, we went inside and we sat at a table. But, like, the whole bar was just pitch black and i think it was only lit by candles i think you're right it was super dark which dark. also seems dangerous looking back <laughs> yeah. when because you're there and you're ironically drunk, <laughs> yeah ironically the building has escaped two big fires yeah around the turn of the 19th century yep. many, and they say yep. it's due to their slate roofing so i hope they're not just getting like super confident that like they can just so like live through fires yeah so yeah but i it's just really dark so i would suggest probably going during the day if you want to actually check it out mm-hmm. and see like the details of it but if you just want to like stop in for a drink it was cool it was crowded oh, so you probably so crowded probably like the most crowded place we went and it's yeah tiny. it was packed mm-hmm. but it, but was it really had cool. great vibes yeah, super awesome mm-hmm. okay and there's like haunted history books at every table huh i don't mm-hmm. remember that Yep. I sat there and read one. (laughs) (laughs) At a bar, and I'm reading a history book (laughs) in true Hillary fashion. So, another thing we're doing during 13 Days of Halloween is talking about some movies that happen um, to go along with theme. So, there's a few movies. One is Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, gone. I was wondering how you were going to pronounce that. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the See, Caribbean. See, I say, I say Pirates of the Caribbean, but I'll say like we should go to the Caribbean. Yeah, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> but we are going to the Caribbean because we're American, so <laughs> we can't pronounce anything correctly. Pirates of the Caribbean. How do you guys mm-hmm. say Pirates, Caribbean or Caribbean? Pirates it of. Is, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. But it's the Caribbean. Um, another movie is 30 Days of Nights because mm-hmm. vampires. That movie fucking scared the shit out of me as a kid. Good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Terrifying. So terrifying. I want us to do a whole episode on yeah. 30 Days of Night in Alaska. I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. We can ask my brother if he ever saw any vampires in Alaska because he was stationed there for like three years. <laughs> He said it was hell. We can bring him on the show. Can't imagine. I mean, he's in Italy right now, so I don't Mm. think we'll be able to get him on the show, but (laughs) maybe we can get him to record something. Um, Another one is Lost Boys, Mm -hmm. which is a great great one. Great 80s movie. Yeah, great 80s movie. Fright Night. And Fright Night, which I actually get the Lost Boys and Fright Night confused a lot. The Lost Boys are like, the vampire club yeah and the guy has like the red hair Mm -hmm. yeah and then fright night is where the mom dates a vampire Hmm. but there's some of the same cast i think in both movies so and then another one which i didn't realize this like partially takes place in new orleans interview with a vampire it's been a long time since i've seen that one i guess there's like a few scenes that were filmed in new orleans but it's the vampires Hmm. so we, vampires and pirates you got your pick figure figure mm-hmm. one out watch one enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. I guess that's all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We really appreciate you taking so much time to just listen to us ramble. Mm-hmm. And be sure to tune in for our second episode of New Orleans. Yeah. And let us know what you want to hear. You can message us on Instagram or shoot us an email at moreboozeplz at gmail.com with anything like urban legends or themes you want us to cover. And be sure and send those emails to moreboozeplz at gmail.com. We love to get listener stories, and we can't wait to share them soon. So if you have any hauntings of your own, if you are a pirate, if you are a <laughs> vampire, please send us your stories. We want, we just want to know what it's like. And if you're a pirate, wants I will quit my like. job, and I will become a pirate too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and tell us what you want out of this podcast. But while you're waiting on the next episode, be sure to check us out on Facebook. And on Instagram at more booze, please. P L E A S E. <laughs> you can also like and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews we get, the higher on the charts we climb. The more spooky, scary stories about brides and grooms and windowsills you get to hear. And until next time, guys. <laughs>